Revenging Royals. This is Lex. And Claire. We just wanted to let you know that this is going to be a two-part episode. Woo! Very exciting. We got recording and just had so much to talk about that it ended up being over an hour, so we split it up into two equally great, exciting parts for you. So, enjoy! Avenging Royals. Hello, my dear Petty Court. Welcome back. Welcome back. Claire, what did you buy for me to drink today? Today, we are drinking a main margarita, which is from this company called Spirit Sippers, which will be interesting to try. I found it in this little store in the North End. I honestly, oh, I do remember what it's called. It's called Shake the Tree. Um, Ooh, right nearby. Fun. And it's a fun little mason jar that just comes with all of your flavors Different okay. kind of fixings in it, and you pour your alcohol of choice in it, let it steep for three days, and then make yourself a little bev. So we mixed it with uh, soda water, but this is a main margarita. It has tart blueberry and sweet apple, and we added mm. tequila because that is the only thing that I drink. Basically. Basically, tequila and wine is about all it takes, and so we have not tried it yet. We have mixed up our drinks, and we're all ready to give it a go. Yes. Uh, she put in black cherry soda yes. with hers, and I put in lemon because yeah. I don't like black cherries, so I'm excited. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. She good. She's good. She is good. Highly oh, recommend like Spirit Sippers. Delicious. I cannot recommend this enough. Delicious. Oh, I'm very excited to try the other one you bought. Oh, it's too. so good. I bought a sweet and spicy one that will be for next episode. That's my shit. If y'all did not know, it is. That is very on brand, Claire. I'm very nervous, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It smelled so good. You know what it smelled like? It smelled like straight tahini when I opened it and smelled it. I don't know if you've ever had tahini. I have not. Oh then this is not helpful. <laughs> um, well, for all of you out there, if you want to know what it smelled like, it smelled like tahini if you ever had that. It's like a lime chili spice thing that it, people put on like cucumbers a lot, things like that. Ooh. Delicious. Maybe I've had it and just like have not known. Maybe. Perhaps. Alrighty, so today we are going to be talking about some of the most iconic schemers in fiction. Today we are going for a fiction but kind of fiction. It's fiction, but based on a true story, mm -hmm. more or less. Today, a drumble, but we are going to be talking about the six merry murderesses of the Cook County Jail in their rendition of the, the cell, cell block tango. tango. Pop. Six. <laughs> Squish. Uh-uh. Cicero. Lipschitz. Woo! I was getting a little nervous as we were going through that. I was like, do I remember all these? <laughs> but then muscle memory kind of took over. My favorite I, thing is when I don't prep you for things. And then... I just kind of I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And sometimes I get it and sometimes I don't. She either rises to the challenge or falls flat on her face. And it's hilarious I either do. way. Either way, Lex enjoys it greatly. And I'm only so happy to oblige. <laughs> Let's start with a little bit of history of the play Chicago, which became a movie with... Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Renee Zellweger. How do you say her last name? I think it's Zellweger. Zellweger. As far as I know. But Either way. I know very little about very little, so that's not saying very much. Both extremely talented actresses mm -hmm. who played the roles extremely well. I actually saw the play on Broadway a few years back. Beautiful. Which, it's very fun. And they also 
have special cocktails. Mm-hmm. We tried each of their two specialty cocktails, got a specialty glass and everything. First one is, what's the big deal about pineapples? Ooh. It's everything but pineapple. Every tropical drink, <laughs> fruit, but pineapple. It's Love the rum. irony. It's one of the things you would look at and be like, oh, that sounds good. I can't have it, but yeah, it sounds good. Exactly. But the one I really liked, it was vanilla Coke, vanilla vodka with grenadine. Mm. It was very good. I forget what it was called, but it was very good. That sounds delicious. It was very delicious. Kind of in a, an adult Shirley Temple. Exactly. Feel. Like an adult Roy Rogers. Yes. Yes. Like Diet Coke and Coke Zero, they are like one of my guilty pleasures. Oh, so good. It's so good. I know I shouldn't drink it, but it's so good. Everyone's got to have something. Diet Coke girls. <laughs> we thought it would be fun to jump in with a little quiz. Yes. Which of the six Mary murderesses are we? And while I'm setting this up, we can talk about some of the history of Chicago. Hmm. And so the play came to Broadway in 1975, and it's based on these women in the 20s. And it's basically set up as a as what happens when women kill in the 20s and what the murder trial is like. It follows the main characters of Roxy Hart and Velma. I'm not even going to try. I have no idea Velma's last name. <laughs> it follows Roxy and Velma, who end up at the same jail. And they're both competing, basically, to try and get the favor, try and get out of jail sooner, try and be seen as innocent. And they're both pulling out all these different stunts, but they also want their 15 minutes of fame. They want to be in the spotlight. Right. So it's really them just using their court cases to become famous. Yes. A lot of competition between them. A lot of competition. But at the end, Mm -hmm. they become allies. Yes. Which is very fun. I'm... Spoilers if you haven't seen or heard of Chicago. But it is actually based, very loosely, but still based on two real-life murders, Mm -hmm. which is absolutely wild. Roxy's story was a little more accurate, or at least the killing part of it. Yeah. And the part with her husband, like, that was a little more accurate. Velma's was not at all, except for the thing where she says... I've lacked out. I can't remember. Yeah. They use different names, but the woman who she was based off of killed her boyfriend in a car, I think. He was, like, found in her car. Interesting. Yeah, so it's... Her story was a little more kind of fanciful and out there. Yeah, that was definitely a little out there. Mm -hmm. It makes sense why they spruced it up a bit for... I'm not even going to say for Hollywood, for Broadway. But even the movie plays homage to the Broadway version, I think. Mm -hmm. But the thing about seeing this Broadway play is that it's so core Broadway. Like, you see plays like Wicked, which is beautiful. I cannot recommend seeing Wicked enough. But even other plays like Wicked, Aladdin, they do a great job of making you think you're not in Broadway. Mm -hmm. And, like, taking you out of reality and into the story. What Chicago really capitalizes on is still being Broadway. They are Broadway. They're saying, we know this is a play. We're going to embrace that it's a play. Almost like not quite breaking the fourth wall, but... It does a little. A little bit. Just wanting to kind of give you the experience of going to see this really dramatic, kind of Fosse-esque, just really, really out there play with its darkness. And I think that's really cool. I've never seen it on Broadway. I've just seen the movie. 
but I loved, loved the movie, especially in high school. It's definitely one that I'm glad that I went and saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I saw it and was able to compare it to other plays. Because I think that same trip, we went and saw Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Which Anastasia is an amazing play. When it comes to Boston, I'm probably going to try and see it again. Because mm-hmm. it's so good. But just seeing those different elements when you go from something that is such a play to a story that takes you out of your world and into theirs, it's just such a difference. And both are amazing. They're both amazingly told. I loved seeing them both. Hi, all you Revenging Royals. Lex here, trying to record in the quietest room in my house with no luck. Now, in the future, where we have sponsors, this is normally where an ad break would go. However, as we don't have any sponsors at the time of editing, I thought I'd jump in and talk about all the ways that you can connect with us. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at LOMC underscore pod. It's just the first letter of every word that we have in our podcast name. We're most active on Instagram, so if you're looking to actually talk to us, that's the route to go. But all of our social media channels are just an extension of our funny, sassy, and petty selves. Our email address is ladiesofmontecristos at gmail.com. And all of this is available on our website, ladiesofmontecristos.com. We really want this to be an interactive experience, so we'd love for you to write in with your own petty revenge stories and content suggestions. You might even end up on the show. We want to make sure that we're keeping an open dialogue with our audience, especially those in communities that Claire and I aren't a part of. We want everyone to feel welcome. So if there's ever a time when I miss a trigger warning or you want to discuss something that we said, please don't hesitate to reach out. We do our best with research and experience, but we're human and there are some things that we might unintentionally miss. Like I said, we want this to be an interactive and safe space, so we appreciate any and all write-ins. Unless it's hateful or outright mean, of course. Please don't do that to us. If you're in a financial place in which you have some extra money to support us, there are two ways to do it. If you have a business and are interested in sponsoring us, just send an email. We vet any sponsors to make sure our values align and that they have a good product that we want to promote to our audience. If you're an independent person without a business, you can become a member of our Patreon. We have two different tiers, so you can choose which benefits you prefer. All Patreon members get a shout out on an episode as well as bonus content, including my hilarious director's commentary. We started a video segment for our patrons where Claire and I try different foods, so that's really fun. And we have a lot of ideas for bonus episodes in the works. The first thing I want to do with any proceeds that we get is to hire a transcriber to make us more accessible. Other funds will go to helping us grow our podcast in the future. Whether you can financially support the podcast or not, we really appreciate you helping us grow with your social media shares and reviews. We're so glad that you're loving our content because we love making it. With that, let's get back to the episode. All right, now let's get into which six merry murderesses are you? This post is on BuzzFeed, but it does come with a little caveat that says anyone can make it, can make like quizzes on Mm -hmm. BuzzFeed. So it's not, it wasn't created by 
an official staff member of BuzzFeed. Right. I do love a BuzzFeed quiz. I forget the results right after, but if I see something that's like, plan your perfect wedding and we'll tell you what kind of pizza you are. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm absolutely going to do it. Thank you. All right, question one. What is your favorite ice cream flavors? We have chocolate, strawberry, vanilla, cookie dough, mint chip, Rocky Road. For me of these, it's cookie dough. Gotta be Rocky Road. That makes sense. I like it all. I need a little variety, a little spice, switch it up. I just don't like chocolate-based ice cream. That's fair. It's a thing for me. Mm -hmm. Question two. How long does it take you to get ready? A couple minutes of that, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. I'm still getting ready right now. I would say it depends on if I have to take a shower or not. Very good point. If it's just me getting ready without a shower... Which if I'm just go- leaving the house, I usually don't take a shower unless I work out in the morning. Right. But let's say I didn't, like this morning, I didn't work out this morning. It takes me about 30 minutes. I'm the exact same. An hour if I'm going to shower, mm-hmm. but 30 minutes otherwise. Exactly. All right. Who is your favorite Orange is the New Black character? Great question. Crazy Eyes, Lorna, Pusey, Red, Sophia, Tasty. Have you seen Orange is the New Black? I have only seen clips here and there, so... I'll help you through it. I I was going to say, who do you think is me? Um, Okay, for you, I... Oh, you're a Lorna girl, hands down. (laughs) She's just... She... (laughs) I was going to say, this is... That's going to sound insulting to anyone who knows the show, but anyone, like, they all have their own kind of character flaws and how they ended up in jail, I guess. But Mm -hmm. Lorna is just... Who she is. She's very fanciful. She's a romantic. Just she's seeing kinda, that lipstick. She's I'm a dreamer. The like. lipstick is kind of your shade. Yeah. She, she is you. I would go Lorna for you for sure. All right. Who um, are you? Pusey is my favorite, hands down. I've been in love with her for forever since I yeah. first saw the show. She's gorgeous. She's so kind. Spoiler alert, skip ahead 10 seconds if you're halfway through Orange is the New Black and don't want to uh, get a spoiler. So skip ahead right now. I have never been so defeated as when Pusey died. I legitimately had to stop watching the show for for like a month because I just, I was crying so hard. I did not realize how hard I was attached to her. It broke me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with her. She's my tried and true girl. She's always on those BuzzFeed lists, the which like TV deaths affected you the most. It was her. It's her. A bunch of spoilers about to be revealed here. So sorry. It's her, Derek Shepard. From where? From Grey's Anatomy. Oh, never watched it. Neither did I, but like I know he died. Gotcha. It's those two that are on every list. Every single one. Mine is Quentin Coldwater from The Magicians. Gotcha. That hit hard hit when hard. he died. What is your favorite Pixar movie? Cars, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., Toy Story, WALL-E. Oh, these are all good. These are all absolute baller movies. Bangerangs. But... I think I have to go with Monsters, Inc. It just holds a special place in my heart. I love Mike Wazowski. Mm -hmm. I love Sully, too. My comfort stuffed animal in college is, like, this Sully that's a ball. Like, I let my friends borrow him when they were really sad and they needed something to hug. I would let my friends borrow him. So he went around the dorms. Comfort Sully. I got to go The Incredibles for the same reason. It's Mm -hmm. my comfort movie. Those are my top two of these ones. Yeah, I agree. Those are my top two as well, but just reverse one and two. Yeah. Pick sure. a pop diva. Madonna, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Adele, and Rihanna. Oof, this is hard. I, I know mine hands down. Riri, 
She's just, she's my girl. I love Brianna too much. I was no one to, else holds a candle. I was going to say, I'm having trouble between Adele and Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Adele, it's like overall, I think her songs, there's a couple of them that I'm like, yes, this is mine. Mm-hmm. But then Rihanna, when I'm having those like deep moments in the yeah. car, it it's always Rihanna I go down to. Rihanna can do it all, I feel. She can do it all. That's and- why I'm going to go with her because she can be... She can do, like, sexy songs. Like, we got right. S&M. She can do Love on the Brain. Oh, she's got everything. And my thing is, I'll, I was also actually between Adele and Rihanna as my mm-hmm. top. But Adele, for me, I'll never sit down and shuffle her radio on Spotify. I'll never That's sit down true. and just listen to Adele's music. I sit down and I just listen to Rihanna when I want something to listen to. True. Beyonce is also a queen. Of course. Uh, all of these are queens, but Beyonce is like, I just associate her with my Zumba instructor too yeah. much, which I love my Zumba instructor, but I just listened to Beyonce and I was like, it's workout time. I agree with that. All right. Which obscure OPI nail color are you most drawn to? So we've got a good Mandarin is hard to find with an orange color. I have a herring problem, which is like a herringbone gray. Ladies and magenta, men. Uh, but you can't guess what color that is. <laughs> Surprise, it's magenta. Teal, the cows come home. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. Okay, fine. Which is like a dark gray. And I eat mainly lobster, which is kind of a, ironically, like a, a lobster, like a dark salmon color. It's a little more pink than I think yeah. lobster usually is. For me, I got to go with teal, the cows come home. It's like that dark teal. It's... I'm blue-eyed, for those who can't tell by my voice or haven't followed us on Instagram yet. Uh, I am blue-eyed, and I look very good in blues and greens, Mm -hmm. and I can't resist a shiny thing sometimes, you know? It's very sparkly. It's very fun. It is. Right? I'm going to have to go the exact opposite. (laughs) I'm sure sure we are all shocked that 999, okay, fine, which is like a dark gray, almost black. I actually, I prefer a brown like a, a neutral tone nail polish, but that's not an option here. So this would be, this is the top choice I got here going on. Mm-hmm. Pick another Broadway musical. Rent, Hairspray, Les Miserables, Mamma Mia, Wicked, or Grease. I've actually been jamming to the Rent soundtrack lately. Mm-hmm. All of these have amazing soundtracks. I'm stuck, but I'm not stuck. I would say between Mamma Mia and Wicked, however, Wicked as a play holds a special place in my heart when i did theater i was in this thing and wicked was our opening song the mm-hmm. no one mourns the wicked it's the first broadway play i ever saw Aww. i was 10 years old and i started crying during defying gravity oh, and that. i couldn't i had no idea why it was like one of those ages where i like still wasn't comprehending emotions yeah super well. and i'm like why am i crying this isn't like very sad it's a little sad but why am i crying and that's funny and my parents were like, it's just, like, very emotional. So I have to go with Wicked for me. That makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm going to go Mamma Mia. We've been kind of having a similar top top few. I think yeah. Wicked isn't my top two. It was between Mamma Mia and Grease, honestly, for me. And I have mm-hmm. seen these all. But Mamma Mia, I will just jam out to alone in my room, like, fully dancing. Oh, I will, lasting. too. That's just, I have the most fun. Oh, and that gives us the answer. Who are you? I am Annie, who is six. Single my ass. Yes, I thoroughly agree with that. Who are you? I am June, who is squish. 
I love this one because it depends on which version you listen to of the song. Mm-hmm. It'll either be like the dark, sexy, he ran into my knife, he ran into my knife 10 times, or it'll be the like wild sort of sarcastic thing where it's like, and then he ran into my knife. Yeah. He ran into my knife 10 times. And both of those are very, my two personalities. I love that. Those are the two you. different sides of my personalities. I am just very excited about mine because my favorite line in the show is some men can't hold down their arsenic. What a line. Um, that is, and she's the one who says it. And yes. it's my, like, that is my line of the show. So I, I'm great. very happy with our two options. Definitely, definitely. Alrighty, now that we have figured out which of these we are, we are going to get into the content of the show. We're going to talk about each of these six revenge stories separately. We're not going to get into Roxy Hart's story. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll be another episode down the line. Right. But I do think that these six, it's just such a staple. This is, Mm -hmm. this cements it all. Definitely. First we have Pop, which I actually looked up the names of these people mm-hmm. on villains.fandom.com. It's a wiki page, obviously. Of course, of course. But I definitely think it's important for us to have these women's names because it's their stories. They're pretty much known as Pop Six, Squish, Uh Oh, and Lipschitz. Cicero, we know. Velma mm-hmm. Kelly! Kelly, yeah. Velma Kelly! Right. It's important. For these women to reclaim their names Mm -hmm. because it is their story. And so I want to make sure that we're saying their names in these podcasts. So first we have Liz. Liz. She shot her husband Bernie in the head twice for his bad habit of constantly blowing bubbles with and popping gum. Love that. Honestly, I'm pretty sure he was like way worse. Yeah. This is when we throw in the caveat. We cannot condone murder on this podcast. Of course. Of course. But we're going to have to talk about it. It's not a very fun podcast for like, well, it's bad because murder. We know it's bad because it's murder. Yeah. Objectively, murder is bad. bad. But, you know, it would be a pretty short podcast <laughs> if that's where we end. We'd it. run out of content pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. This is definitely something that we just needed to establish. But now we're going to get back to the fun stuff. Yes. All right. So, so let's say you have a husband, mm-hmm. Bernie. 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 Who just has a bad habit and you come home one day, mm-hmm. like our dear Liz did, just tired, looking for a little bit of sympathy. Mm-hmm. There he is, just chewing his gum, popping bubbles, mm-hmm. being just ugh and not supportive. Right. So the question is, what, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do about it? It depends how long this has been going on. I agree. Because what really makes me start to empathize with and understand Liz is when it's really getting to her and she warns him. Liz says, Bernie, you pop that gum one more time. And he He did. did. And when he does it again just to spite her, that's when I'm like, oh, now it's not just a bad habit. You're doing this to get on my nerves. You're doing this to blatantly like not listen to me and kind of hurt me, annoy me. Whatever it is. And that's when I really start to empathize with her. So I agree. It depends how long it's been going on. If you've had a legitimate conversation and say, hey, it really gets on my nerves, overstimulates me, you know, whatever is really bugging you about this gum popping. Mm -hmm. If you have tried to have that conversation and they don't listen, like, I get it. But I think murder may be a little dramatic. Perhaps, perhaps. 
like we've all had bad days at work Mm -hmm. like doesn't matter how much you love your job like we all have bad days right and we need someone there who's going to support us if it's not a significant other it can be a friend but Mm -hmm. if you have a significant other it should be them they should be supporting you yeah my answer is see it's the 20s too because like my answer would be divorce Mm -hmm. but how was divorce in the 20s yeah, like, always worked out worse for the woman. There was no way they could ever get remarried because they were seen as used, as exactly. it were. Well, my thought, not necessarily divorce, I honestly think that might even, depending again on how long he's been doing this right. and whether he's really doing it to hurt you or it's just a habit you can't get out of, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the nuances in why does he keep popping the gum. Right. Um, And why is he, and like, is he not listening to your genuine attempts to communicate but if it's more of a light kind of thing where Mm -hmm. he's doing it to be silly and he doesn't really understand how much it's getting to you yeah I think you just find an equally annoying habit (laughs) and just do it all the time back does he hate when you pop your knuckles Mm. does he hate when you leave your dirty coffee mug on the bedside table does he hate when you like burp a lot I would be drinking that carbonated beverage all the time Mm. if that really gets to him that I think is just what I would do in response I would figure out what gets on his nerves just as much and do it back once again that's provided genuine communication doesn't work exactly just get even do it back honestly and couples therapy I'm gonna advocate for this for a sec Mm -hmm. because couples therapy does not indicate the end of a marriage sometimes it does obviously Mm -hmm. but like couples counseling is not a doom. I'm going to say that. And I feel like Absolutely. it needs to be said more. It's not like I've ever been to couples counseling, but you know. Mm-hmm. You know? It should not be as taboo as it is. Exactly. It should not be as taboo as it is. So we're going to do a plug for couples counseling. Absolutely. So, if so that would be a great solution. Yes. If couples counseling and communications doesn't work, I like your plan. Thank you. I think, once again, it's just super personal to, to who you're with, you know. You... And after being with someone for a while, you should know what grinds their gears. Mm -hmm. And everyone has that little something. Do they hate when you don't watch the toothpaste out of the sink after you spit? Oh. I'd be brushing my teeth six times a day, leaving it all right (laughs) in there. You know, it's just whatever's going to work for you. Honestly, that is absolute trash. Like, Mm -hmm. but I love it. Thank you. Thank you. The Ladies of Monte Cristo's podcast was created and hosted by us, Claire and Lex. It was produced and edited by Lex with logo and website designed by Lex and music by DJ Tomacity. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at LOMC underscore pod and visit our website, ladiesofmontecristos.com. If you liked us and thought we were funny, please help us grow by sharing us with a friend or on social media and giving us a great review. If you didn't think we were funny, share us with a friend with a better sense of humor and please don't review us. JK. Maybe. See you next episode, Revenging Royals.